0: You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback, Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us. Kim Addis, and she is with Frame of Mind Coaching. She's the, the founder, and uh, she also is the founder of uh, the journal that talks back. And she's recognized as a pioneer in the field of leadership coaching. And uh, she has a unique philosophy and, and if I like to say quirky coaching style to help different entrepreneurs and leaders identify different blind spots and and learn to direct their thinking to achieve uh, extraordinary results. She's an author. A speaker, obviously an entrepreneur, a coach and a mom of five. And, uh, her claim to fame is teaching her powerful coaching process to different leaders, executives and entrepreneurs. So I'm really excited to have her here on the show as we talk a lot about different mindsets to achieve, you know, what we're all looking for is financial freedom and you can achieve that through many different paths. Obviously, the one we talk about on our show is through real estate investing and Kim has a background in a former background. In real estate too, I'm looking forward to hearing about. So, thank you for coming on, Kim.
0: I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm super excited. I spent a lot of years in the in in the real estate industry, so it's fun to be back.
1: Excellent. We're always happy to have people back. So, um, so what what was your run in the real estate, and how did you get into coaching? And just kind of tell me what.
0: Yeah, actually, absolutely happy to to talk about it. So I used to run a software company, and my goal was to help brokers, real estate brokers, find the right people for their companies. So we used to help them with their recruiting, their training, and their selection process. And uh, we had a product at the time called the Real Estate Simulator. And the purpose of the Real Estate Simulator was to help companies right, make better hiring decisions and find people. And we knew at the time, it was a quite a long time ago, that brokers really just wanted to recruit more people. And so uh, what we did was we developed an uh, a simulation based assessment tool. Uh, And that assessment tool allowed individuals to test themselves out in the real estate industry. So they would get to play the role of a real estate professional and interact with people who are either willing to interested in buying or selling property. And as they went through that process, their actions would be tracked, and then compared with top performers. And so uh, I did that for 10 years. And it was the leading the leading product in the whole entire industry to help companies with their recruiting. So that's my background, I ended up selling my shares and, and I moved on. But what happened was after I did sell my shares is that I got hired by a coaching company here in Toronto and I lasted with them for about eight and a half, nine months. And one of the reasons is that I'm an entrepreneur and uh, maybe some of the people who are listening have an entrepreneurial spirit, but it's uh, hard for a true entrepreneur to work with other people's uh, systems. So uh, we agreed to go our separate ways. I was kind of fired, to be honest. And, um, and I started my own coaching company right there. And then Uh, one of the things that I discovered when I was working for them is I watched how they coached. And I thought, I think they're doing it wrong. I think I could do a better job. And that's when I started my own coaching company.
1: Excellent. So you have the experience being an entrepreneur yourself and, and going through that process. So um, what really got you interested in the coaching side coming out of you know being a successful entrepreneur in the real estate space what what kind of obviously I'll you tell got, you. yeah
0: uh, yeah i'll i 'll tell you uh first of all i 've always been driven to want to help people like that 's just in my DNA but when I went to work for this coaching company, something kind of tweaked in me, something triggered. Um, They, I mean, without naming names, uh, they were coaching real estate professionals. And what they would do is they would help those real estate professionals create a business plan and identify all the things they needed to do in order to succeed. Sounds perfectly reasonable, right? Totally rational. And then they would create this business plan and milestones along the way. And then they would hold their clients accountable to achieving all the goals. And um, again, makes perfect sense. But there's something that's sad in the back of my head. And I said, I know a lot of real estate people, and they know how to make business plans. A plan isn't the problem. The issue is that they don't execute. Right? They don't do what they're supposed to do, whatever that thing is. They're not actually following through. And oh, by the way, it's not just real estate professionals. It's leaders, it's executives, it's parents, it's uh, people who... Uh, are um, in any job in any position they know what people know what they're supposed to do but they just don't follow through they don't execute the question is why what's getting in their way so you and i want to talk about financial freedom today what gets in people's way what stops them from becoming financially free and a lot of us think well they're missing the information they're missing they're missing the how-to's but nowadays, the how-tos are wildly out there. There's so many training programs. There are so many experts. There's so many people who can teach you. It's kind of like weight loss. There are so many different ways to lose weight. Pick away, but then stick to it. And so what prevents people from sticking to it? What prevents people from following through? And that's when I became really interested in coaching.
1: That's, that's an awesome story. So can you talk about some of the the roadblocks and as it relates to financial freedom on ha- and how to get there, obviously it's, you know, a lack of action is the, the first thing you can't do in order to, you know, achieve your goals in whatever capacity. And there's no one size fits all for financial freedom too. It could be achieved through real estate or through businesses or um, through different types of uh, asset classes. So uh, can you talk about a couple of like maybe coaching, unique co- coaching um, styles that you have to help your clients kind of overcome certain hurdles and whether they're mental hurdles or, of course. or physical.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for starters, you know, we often think that if people just do what we tell them to do, life would be great, right? They would all be financially free, right? They would all feel a sense of abundance. But something gets in the way of taking action, and the question is, what are the things that get in the way? Now, I'll, I'll take a step back, and then I'll take a step forward. So I do a lot of presentations, like many, many, many presentations. And the presentations can be in a small group of like 12 people or in a large group of 800 people. It doesn't really matter. I've done all of them. But typically when I get up on stage, I love a highly interactive experience. And so I ask for a volunteer. And guess what happens? Take a guess.
1: Hey, someone comes up and...
0: How many, how many volunteers do I get?
1: Uh, maybe one, one in the back. You got one all the way one, in the
0: back. One if I'm lucky, yeah. right? One if I'm lucky. Now, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coach, I'm an entrepreneur. When they ask me to come and speak, I'm there to teach them something, right? Theoretically, that's why they hire me to come and speak. And so they're sitting in the audience theoretically to learn something, but what's the best position to learn from? From doing, right? From coming on stage. Yet only one in 12 or one in 800 choose to volunteer. And so, why? Why aren't they grabbing, running at the opportunity? Why aren't they grabbing, running at the opportunity for, for financial freedom? Because there's this conversation that happens in their head. And that conversation is the conversation that runs your life. The conversation in my case sort of sounds like I'm not going up there. What if I fail? What if I'm embarrassed? What if she puts me on the spot? What if I don't know how to do what she wants me to do? There are all these eyes watching me. That's a big risk. And all of that, that chatter is untrue, right? It's not really true because what is the risk? You're coming up on stage. I'm not, you know, hanging you upside down by your feet and, and, and dunking your head in a pile of water, right? Like there's no risk. There's no physical risk. There's, there's perceived risk there's imagined risk, right? Especially in my case. And in your case, I'm guessing it's the same thing. And so what we do in our minds is we expand the potential risk. And that feels scary. And that feels like we're out of our element. And we say to ourselves things like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't understand this well enough. Uh, What if I fail? And all of that chatter. Keeps us stuck, keeps us frozen in place, and prevents us from taking action that will actually help us towards our goals. Does that makes sense. Like, does that does that ring true for you?
1: Hundred percent. And I, we see that a lot in uh, the investment world. Whether it's you know we call it analysis paralysis in the real estate world. I'm sure you've heard that statement before. And you know, a lot of people overthink the industry or overthink investing in the asset class. And they look at, like you said, there's so many different ways to lose weight. There's so many different uh, people talking about how to invest and there's no right or wrong answer. There's just way too many um, talking heads out there. So, so how do you, um, Minimize as a coach, like how do you what are some techniques that we can learn? How do I address to,
0: that? How do I yeah, address how do you address
1: that? like minimizing the chatter you're talking about? Yeah,
0: and yeah. and to, by the way, the chatter ha- occurs for everything, it occurs for investing, it occurs for you know, you want a, a promotion, you want an amazing relationship with your spouse, you want to be the best parent, whatever it is, the chatter gets in our way. And so, one of the things that we do when we coach. Individuals is we ask them to journal in an online journal, a private and secure online journal with their coach. So I have a team of coaches in Canada and the US. And what happens is we ask them a series of questions and they start journaling. And every time they journal, the coach reads and responds to the journal. But what happens is when they journal, when they start writing down what's going on, how they react and respond to things, how they're thinking, what emerges is two things. Number one is a set of patterns, right? We see the patterns in the way they behave and in the way they think. And those patterns are very, very revealing. The problem is that a lot of people have absolute, actually all of us, all of us have no real awareness of all of our patterns. So even if we have awareness of some of our patterns, we still have patterns, right? So we're not aware of the patterns that really interfere with our ability to reach our goals. So my job is through this process of reading journals is to pick up the patterns and say, Hey, did you know that this is what you tend to do? This is the way you tend to think this is the way you tend to respond. For example, to opportunity, you tend to shrink. Or if there's a a risk that you think is a risk, that what you do is you Um, delay your reaction or your response, and you never take action, and on and on and on. So we see the patterns. The other thing we do, and this is very important, is we identify the beliefs that get in people's ways. So why is that important? Because the beliefs you have determine what you do and what you don't do. And so very often, when we come into trying to help someone, we try to focus on the doing. Yeah, here are the 10 things you need to do. And if you just do these 10 things, then you'll achieve your goals. The issue is that we have beliefs that precede action. So if I say, yeah, okay, like you, you want me to get on stage and, but if my belief is, oh my God, I'm going to fail. I failed before, I might fail again. And if I fail again, I'll be like terribly embarrassed and I'll feel awful for the rest of my life that belief will prevent me from taking the action. And we need to address the beliefs in order to help smooth the way and make taking action a lot easier to do.
1: Makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and, and definitely resonates with me and I'm sure it resonates with my audience as well. Um, and there's a lot of different you know, ways to to overcome your mental blocks. And obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of different coaches that talk about different strategies. But I love what you said, just to kind of like, you know, be figure out what, okay, wh- what happens when this event in, in your life happens? And like, what, what causes you to kind of freeze up? You know, what's the reasons behind that? And, and not move forward in whatever pursuit that may be. And, um, so I really love that. So so
0: maybe I can give your audience a bit of an exercise to help them think things through. Is that cool? Well, would that be okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the exercise. Everybody grab a piece of paper and a pen and write down these two questions. Okay. So question number one, what do I really, 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 really want more than anything? And attached to that question, we're still in question number one, why? Like, why is that thing so important? How would it make me feel? What would it mean to me, et cetera? And question number two is, so what's stopping me from having what I really, really want and write down all the reasons, all the reasons. And what I want you to know is that all the reasons reflect your beliefs positively and negatively. And what you want to start to do is look at all those reasons Some people might call them excuses, but I call them reasons. And for you, they're very, very real reasons. But underneath those reasons exist a series of beliefs. And if you start to look at the the beliefs that lie beneath those reasons, you want you're gonna notice that those beliefs show up over and over and over and over again. So for example, Anthony, I might say the reason why I can't invest in real estate. Is because I have no money. And I might say, well, is that actually true? Like, do you have no access to money? Which is different from not having money. Because I know that if somebody really, really wants something, they figure out how to get it done. Right? But those are two different conversations. Do I really, really, really want this thing? Right? And so we start to push back and say hey, is it true that you don't have access to money? Because I know there's such an abundance of money in the world, but we don't think, we don't believe we deserve it. We don't believe we have access to it. We don't believe that we're smart enough, bright enough, together enough to access that money. And so we stay in our corners. And we want to push back on those beliefs because those are the fundamental beliefs that stop you from engaging in whatever activity it is, whether it's real estate investing or something else that will help you get to that financial freedom you're looking for.
1: What we call the limiting beliefs, right? That's limiting what Tony beliefs. Robbins calls it. Yeah.
0: So powerful. So, so powerful.
1: I love that exercise too. Um, once you really hone down on, the reasons why. So what's what's the next step? So let's use real estate as an example. I can't buy this building because I don't have, you know, money, experience, time. Once they, you know, once you write down those reasons, and if you really, really want to buy apartment building or whatever. um,
0: So you want to ask yourselves two questions. Okay. So question number one is, is it true that I have no access to money? Is it true that I have no access to experience? Is it true that I can't learn? Is it true? And then the other question is, if this is something I really want, and this is truly a limitation for me, how might I overcome it? Is there someone I can talk to? Because one of the things that we have seen for people who are extraordinary leaders or extraordinary performers or people who really have the ability to reach their goals is, A, they push back on their beliefs. They challenge their beliefs. They say, is this true? Because I know that I walk around with a whole bunch of untruths. I call them bullshit. Sorry. Right, right. We walk around with a whole bunch of beliefs that we've made up, we've created, we have fabricated. So they push back and they say, is that true? The second thing they do is they they say, what resources can I access that will help me reach that goal? And I know that I have an unlimited ability to access any resource that I want. Part of the, ch- the problem is that a lot of people think they don't have access to resources. There's so many resources in the world that we're afraid to even ask for, that we're afraid to tap into, that we don't believe we can tap into or ask for. And number three is they're clear about what they want. and they, They're clear about the direction they're heading in. And they know that what they want is something that they are entitled to have. And they focus on what they really, really want.
1: Right, right. And what if you don't really know what you want? Or you so trying- I will
0: say to you, I think that most people do know what they really want. They don't believe they can have it, so they don't voice
1: it. Hmm. Okay. There's a difference there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, no, that's great, uh, Kim. Where can my audience find more? Out about you, what's the best way to reach you? Oh, I'm going to give you two things, two things. Two more things.
0: Two okay. things. Uh, where can you find me? Number one is if you do that exercise, the two journaling questions that I asked you to do before, and you're really bold, then send your responses to me, and I will personally invite you to a complimentary coaching session. And so, send them to me. My email address is kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. So that's thing number one. And you can find me at frameofmindcoaching.com. I have a podcast where I coach people live on the show. It's awesome. It's amazing. Come, come visit us. And if you know anyone who wants to be a guest, I'm always looking for willing individuals who want to be coached right on the show. But the second thing is, we just launched a new service for young professionals, people who are between the ages of 18 and 30 or 35, who are, you know, maybe not quite ready for executive coaching, but do want some coaching. And so we've introduced that we've launched it today. Check it out the journal that talks back.com. We're so excited about it. And we want to help young people start from scratch from a very young age and help them reach their goals.
1: Looking forward to checking that out. And We'll have a link to the websites that you mentioned and channels in our social media description. So my audience, feel free to reach out to Kim directly if you want that one-on-one coaching session, which I highly encourage you to do so. And if you like what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. That helps people like myself and Kim get our message out to a greater audience. That's the way the internet works. We really appreciate that. And Kim, hope to have you on again soon after um, the launch of your new platform kind of takes off and we'd love to hear how that's been going.
0: Anthony, and if you want, you can actually do the exercise. And the next time we come back on your show, we can go through your journal together and we can do that right on your show if you're bold and courageous.
1: All right, I gotta muster some courage. Sounds good, Kim.
0: There you go, thanks so much.
1: Thank you.